This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Presented by Liquid Spirits Beverage Catering Company. Welcome into episode 65 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman, and this is an exciting day, people, because we're about to reunite with an old friend. It's only been a month or two since we last spoke to him, but honestly, you and I can both agree it feels like an eternity. He is the co-host of Scallon Pals with former NBAer Brian Scalabrini. He is annoyed by 93% of things in the world. He's a great friend and a Small Talk favorite. You know him, you love him, you miss him. Of course, I'm talking about Steve Cerruti, the one and only Rudy. All right, we've got him on the line, so I don't want to waste any time. I have a laundry list of things that I want to talk to you about, Steve. I know you're there. But before we jump in, I just want to tell you, people have been clamoring for this, Steve. They miss you. I know you're a celebrity now, and it's hard to schedule things. But I just want to let you know I'm really pumped to talk to you, and the people are really pumped to hear from you. I promise that not, I was not big time to I am just, I don't know, you know me. I'm just, like, weirdly busy sometimes. But currently, I am driving back from Philadelphia, about to hit up the GW Bridge, what's up, because I hate taking trains. Those are my two options, with the driver take train, I was like, fuck it, I'm driving, this is bullshit, I like to be on my own time. So I got all the time in the world, small, but I'm fired up, what's up? Oh my god, what's up, it's so good to talk to you, I need to follow up on two things there. First, I want to hear about your trip to Philly, and your new gig, but before we get to that, why do you hate taking trains? You know, I just don't, first off, I don't like all the stops, I like being on my schedule, okay, I don't even care... <laughs> I don't even care if it's more of an inconvenience. Like, I like having the control over, like, me being in the car and being able to park wherever I want. Like, I don't want to be, like, standing around other people that I don't know. I don't like delays. Like, I understand the traffic thing is an issue, but, like, given the choice, I will always drive versus take the train. Always. 100% of the time. See, that is so you. I miss that. (laughs) I miss that so much. But (laughs) I would argue with you that it's more relaxing to take the train because you throw your headphones on, you can work on the train. That's one thing, one of a very small pool of things that I miss about Connecticut and the Northeast is that when I would take the train into the city, I'd bring in my laptop, I'd bust out a podcast, and I would just get work done the entire time. Yeah, but I can, well, I guess I can't do work, but I like to, like, I'll listen to things and I'll, like, it, like, gives me, you know, content ideas when I'm going through stuff. Plus, like, I don't, like, I was looking at the train schedule from, like, Philly to Hartford, and our show ended at, like, one today. And, you know, the first, I think the train, the next train that left was, like, at, like, late, late 2 o'clock hour, maybe 3 o'clock hour. Like, I didn't want to wait around. Like, I just wanted to go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I was like, you know what? I'll just drive. I actually love driving, too, so I don't mind it. I'm good at it. I don't, like, you know, I don't know. I, I, as long as I'm not in traffic, I'm totally fine. And right now, we're good to go. I'm, I don't even know where the hell I am. I'm like, somewhere in between New Jersey and New York City right now. Like, New York City is literally to my right. Just, I enjoy driving. I'm here. I'm on the road. I'm chilling. I listen to some podcasts. listen to some music. I don't want to do any work. I, I, it's like a mind. It, it lets my mind just, like, not do anything for a while. Well, I would like your mind to be focused on the road, okay? Make sure that you're yes. driving. Uh, but see, now, you're saying this to me. I'm receiving it. But then I'm also saying he's a liar because when I drove up to Chicago to see you and Maddie, you were like, I cannot believe you drove five hours to get here. Well, I mean, five hours is pretty aggressive. Like, the, the this road trip for me is, like, about four. And that's probably my limit. I think if it's over five hours of driving, like, I'm fine. You know what I mean? So, I, I wouldn't... I, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, I guess, like, our... One of the best, like trips of our life, probably of my life, was when we made the trip down to, uh, we missed our flight, well, we didn't, it wasn't our fault that we missed the flight, but we did miss our flight to uh, Tallahassee, so we got stuck in Charlotte and ended up just driving from Charlotte to Tallahassee, which was, what, eight hours? And oh, yeah. That's one, yeah, in the middle of the night, in the middle of, like, Georgia. South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, and which there's literally nothing. Yeah, Georgia's scary. And that was actually, Georgia, well... George Floyd Waffle House is pretty much it. Yeah, there wasn't a ton going on. I've heard people call George. People say Georgia is basically just Alabama <laughs> with Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like if like if if Georgia didn't have Atlanta, it would be Alabama. I'm going to Savannah next weekend to run a race, and it's the first time Listen. I'm going there, and I'm excited. Listen, Savannah's dope. It's hot. I like Charleston more. Savannah's but Savannah's got like that weird spooky culture town. Like I'm into like things being haunted. Yeah. 
do like the do you like the haunted tour stuff? It's amazing. Uh, but Savannah's one of those places where I would like to go, but I can never live. Charleston, I could live in Charleston. Yeah, I need to hit up Charleston. That's on my list for sure. I heard it's amazing. And after you and Maddie went and I saw your photos, it definitely was a must. But so Halloween yeah. is next week, and then I'm gonna be yeah. there the next day. And I looked into it, and there's a haunted hearse tour that you can take where they drive yeah. you around in a hearse to all the haunted places it. in Savannah. And I, I'm one of those people that I hate scary things, but I do it. And so I have a feeling I'm going to go with the people I'm going with and they're absolutely going to hate me because I'm going to be losing my mind. So you know me, you know that I like uh, everything annoys me. I hate everything. I'm somewhat of a cynic. This is probably going to surprise you. I love Halloween. I love it. Underrated holiday. I love Halloween. Yep. Absolutely love it. Um, I li- it's not even that I like dressing up, but I like I like spooky things. I like haunt. I like scary movies. I like like haunted houses. I like haunted hay rides. All that stuff. Like sign me up for it. I am all in. And I was thinking, you know, Matt. Like you obviously know my wife, Maddie. You know my wife, Maddie, now more than like yeah, I don't know. We I know my wife, Maddie, <laughs> but. We wanted to have a Halloween party this year at our house, and it's probably not going to happen because, like, logistically, I'm just not a good planner, and if she doesn't plan it, it's not going to get done. Mm-hmm. And she's been super busy, so we're probably not going to have this Halloween party. But um, we were kicking around, like, different ideas of things that we can be as, like, a tandem couple. And we had settled potentially on two ideas. One was all both of them involved her being a dude, <laughs> uh, which is which is great because she's just like that, that that's one of the things that's great about my, my wife Maddie is she literally just is like she that she has a great sense of humor and she's down for stuff like that. Totally. We we're going to be um we we're going to be home, uh, Watson and Holmes or Holmes and Watson. Okay. Um and she was going to be Watson because we both like the show Sherlock and I like I kind of like the idea of like Sherlock. I like reading the books and the story the old stories and stuff like that. But the better one was we were going to be half of Queen. I was going to be Freddie Mercury because I think, like, naturally that makes sense, right? Oh, and she sure, was going to be Steve. Brian May. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> because of her hair. For those that don't know, she has, like, extremely curly hair. So basically we were just going to get, like, a massive perm and have her look like Brian May. Okay, that one's amazing, especially because I want to see you rocking the Freddie Mercury tight pants and really just going for it and getting the mustache, so, right? I'm assuming that, that you'd have yeah, to get so, that. Yeah, and I could do it. You know, I could do a natural mustache. So that's fine. But <laughs> what I didn't know, what I didn't know, uh, was whether or not um, what what version of Freddie Mercury I should have been. Right? Mm-hmm. Should I have been the beater version of Freddie Mercury? Should I have been like a little bit more elaborate? Should I put a leather jacket on? Like who? Like what type? What what Freddie Mercury? What phase of him should I have been? And uh, so that was up in the air. We had not decided that yet. I don't think I'm, like, in good enough shape to be beater Freddie Mercury because, like, I'm skinny and I don't have any definition of my arms. So people would but be like, he was so thin. That, that yeah, was actually had, more on brand. No, nah, but he had definition. Like, he was like, a, he was like a fit man. Maybe not because he worked out, but because, well, he technically worked out because doing a show every night is basically working out. Mm-hmm. But... So I hadn't decided which version I was going to be yet. So maybe I'll push that off to next year. But that, that we were, like, we watched... Um, what was the movie called? What was the what was the Freddie Mercury uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? We watched that, and I was like, "This would be hilarious if Maddie was Brian May, because that would just be the perfect. That would be the perfect." Now we needed two. Other, we wanted to complete the whole thing. We we needed two other people, and maybe you wanted to get involved as well. Because whenever I think it's, it's always funnier when dudes dress up as girls or girls dress up as dudes. Like that's just that's 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 a, that's a funny costume. Also, that reminds me of a story. Do you remember? I don't think I think this was before your time. Yeah, it had to be because it was with Van Pelt. I believe I forget if it was Scott or Ryan, and then you'll love this because of the St. Louis angle. They wanted to be a slutty Jason Mott for Halloween. What? Yeah, because remember, like that was back in the day when like everything sort of took off, where everyone was like, everyone needed to be like naughty this or slutty that. Yeah. So we're, they're trying to figure out like what the what the least slutty thing of all time would be, and we were like, it's definitely Jason Mott. So I think it was Van Pelt or Ryan was like, I'm gonna dress up as slutty Jason Mott for Halloween, which never happened, but it would have been an incredible costume. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yep. Yep. Beard and all. So. So yeah, so we've got some ideas, you know. So again, Srudi, underrated Halloween, Halloween, underrated, uh, underrated holiday. I'm all in on Halloween, um, and not even for the candy. I just like spooky shit. Wow, this is blowing my mind. I have so many things I that I want to respond to. First of all, when you said that you were in for a haunted hayride, if you gave me a list yep. of things that you would be into, that wouldn't even make the top I 100. I would never have guessed Srudi haunted hayride. I know. I totally understand. Like, I think it surprises Maddie that I'm into this, but. I like history, and I like, you know, whether it's U.S. history, world history, whatever. And I, I feel like 
you know, like haunted houses and things like that are a version of history, but they're mm-hmm. a really cool and interesting version of history. So, like, when we went to Charleston and Savannah, we did, like, the haunted tours and stuff and learned about people who live there and all this stuff and why, you know, like, there was this one house, I think that was in Savannah, where there's all these folklore stories about what, this little girl that sits in the window and why she was there and how she died yeah. and all this stuff. Like, that stuff is fascinating to me. I love, I love folklore. I love, like, early American history and stuff like that, Civil War stories. So I think that's why I like it. But I also, again, I like, I just, I don't know, the dressing up thing is kind of cool too. So it's never get like, once you leave college though, you kind of, you kind of don't get, cause the, the best Halloween parties were obviously in college. Once For you sure. kind of leave college, you never go to a great Halloween party again. Um, you're so right about that. Hold on. So we are more kindred spirits than you think, because my love of gypsies and supernatural stuff is essentially your love of things <laughs> haunted. So maybe ease up when you give me a hard time yeah. about crystals and yeah. stuff. Okay. They're not that far apart. Honestly, you have a good point. You Thank do you. have a pretty interesting point. Um, someone's flipping over a card in front of me and telling that I'm telling me that I'm going to have a huge August, and obviously <laughs> didn't end up being true. It was that huge. To it me, was. Actually, I had a huge following August. Maybe she was a year after. Maybe she was a year late on that. Yeah, but, she didn't specify um, which August. Yeah, that's true. Now that I think back at that, maybe she was maybe she was just misleading me with what year it was going to be. That's right. But uh, but I don't know. But yes, you're. I guess you're, you're you're right. They're actually not that far apart. Right. So I will be sending you links to podcasts on things like that. But for college, I'm going to tell you what I was for Halloween in college, and you're going to love it in order. Okay. So my oh, my first year, you're right. Every other sorority was like, hey, we're going to be slutty Disney characters or we're going to be like (laughs) slutty firemen. My girlfriends and I were in a sorority and we were like, that's gross. You know, you do you, but we are not going to desecrate Ariel that way. So we said, this is my sophomore year. Have some respect respect for Ariel. All right. So put some respect on Ariel's name. No doubt. Like, how could you do Pocahontas like that? But we were, yep. we were like, okay, what is the total opposite of that? And so we were like, we're going to be ghosts. So we painted our face white <laughs> with black around our eyes. And then we put the sheet around us and we put camelbacks under the sheet. And we snaked the thing that you drink the booze out of, you know, the camelback straw through that. And mm-hmm. we hid in the bathroom at the bar. We were so drunk. And when like, <laughs> when, like slutty Jasmine would come in, we would <laughs> Pop out and say boo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, that actually doesn't surprise Yeah, I, you, I, you would never, I would never <laughs> think that you would be somebody who would dress up as slutty fill in the blank. That's just not who you are. No. That's why I like you. Yeah, that's just basic girl stuff, and that's not, you know, that's not what you do. No. But, I don't have the live, laugh, love, Reese. That's not going to be me. No, no, not at all. But that is a pre- that is pretty good. I've had some pretty some pretty memorable costumes. Actually, one of them was post college. I was um, I was hipster Aladdin a couple years ago because <laughs> uh, that was when I had my that was when I had my bun. So I was like, I gotta take advantage of this. So and, and putting an Aladdin together, Aladdin costume together, isn't actually that difficult. I also what else was uh, in college? Okay, this is why it's probably a good thing you didn't know me in college. I say this to Maddie all the time. It's like. It's probably a good thing you didn't know who I was in college because I look back and I go, wow, I was like kind of a fucking tool. Um, but me and my friends dressed up as uh, sperm one year. Mm-hmm. I've seen it done. Yes. Did, all white swimming caps, like swim champs, which actually was a major hit at the time. But looking back, I'm like, that was pretty juicy. I should have done that. But that was probably the most creative one that I've had. My buddy Mike, who you've met. Yes. He did the whole It Gives You Lemons costume. You ever seen that one? No, I've never seen that. It's really stupid because, so basically, like, he just walked around the party handing people lemons. <laughs> he had a backpack. He had a backpack full of, a, like, 50 lemons and just handed them out to random people and just said, hey, when life gives you lemons, and walked away. He should have life on his T-shirt. Like, he's life. Yes. Good call. Good call. Yes. He missed an opportunity. So literally the next day at this house, like, there were just, like, 50 lemons lying around because nobody wanted the lemon. Baby wants her lemons, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Right? In college, I was also, so then the following year, we were Smurfs, and we wore blue tops and white shorts, and we painted the rest of our body blue and had chef caps on. That strikes me as a very sorority costume, Smurf, definitely. It's a cute, kind of conservative type thing. She can't be a slutty Smurf. That's weird. I'm sure people have done it. I'm sure people have done it. No, it was horrific, Steve. We were in blue paint. You just blew yourself. You just blew ourselves, Tobias Funke. Absolutely. And then after that, I was a troll where we spiked our hair up and we sprayed it. And then we made ourselves a belly like we were pregnant and put a gem on it. (laughs) 
good. Yeah, I'll have to send you photos of these. But then let me pitch you what I wanted to do for Halloween this year. And you tell me, because I love your queen idea. You as Freddie Mercury, Maddie as Brian May. I think that's amazing. Yeah. So this is why if you were having this party, I would come and I want to dress as this. So I was at a Halloween pop-up bar, which you would have loved, by the way, now that I know you love Halloween. It was awesome. They had themed cocktails. They were playing spooky movies on these projectors. It was awesome. So I go with my girlfriends last night and there is a cocktail called the Ghost Malone and it comes with a face tat that you get to put on. And so I went on this. I was like, I love this. I put the face tat on. And then I did this thing on my Instagram story. I did like a deep dive on Post Malone. And I feel like it would be very easy to dress up as Post Malone for Halloween. You just have to get tats. He kind of wears like normal things, but just haphazardly. And you could spike up your hair and make it look really frizzy. I could just get facial hair or whatever. But then someone responded to my story and said, you could be Post Malone like Michelle's mom and posts Malone. And I was like, that's amazing. And now I really want to do it. I want to be posts Malone for Halloween. Yeah. That first off, like that is good because it's creative too. Like it's not just you're imitating somebody. You're putting it your own personal spin on it, which yes. is great. And you're hundred percent right. Being post Malone for Halloween or post Malone for Halloween. Literally all you'd have to do is like not shower for a couple weeks, <laughs> like paint on your face and just like wear clothes that you'd wear to bed and look really tight. Maybe not sleep for 24 hours and you could be pretty good. You, I, I, you'd probably be able to nail it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe like don't tan for a while, completely pale. Like that would be a pretty easy costume to do. If you just didn't shower for a while. Right. And just get some heaters and maybe a red solo cup filled with whiskey and you're good to go. (laughs) Yeah. You could, some people would mistake you for a homeless person, but like if you're walking a fine line there, so the face tattoos would probably make people know who you are. Right. I'd be like, no, I'm not homeless. I'm a multi-platinum recording artist. Thank you very much. (laughs) And and honestly, I was, I was, that's, it's funny. I, he is, he's, he's a stunning person because he's, he, like I said, he looks homeless. He looks like he hasn't showered in a while. He has a, t- a tattoo on his face that says, like, too tired or something. Like, I look at him and I go, okay, this is somebody I would definitely hate. And it, I love, I lo- he has an unbelievable voice. He's, his music is incredible. Like, I don't understand how it makes any sense. It doesn't make sense. And his name is Austin Post, and he grew up affluent in Dallas. And I saw yeah, he's him. like a rich white kid. Yeah, yeah a rich white <laughs> yeah. kid who all of a sudden got real, really grimy, like redefined grimy. But I told you guys on the pod, you and Freeze Pops, when I saw him at Lala, Palooza, he sat on a stool with a guitar and sang a lot of his songs a cappella, and he was unbelievably talented. Yeah, he's got a great, he has a legit great voice, which great. is funny. Like, it's, you just don't expect to see, you don't expect to hear that coming out of that guy's mouth. No, you don't. You really, <laughs> I don't know what you'd picture coming out of his mouth, but it's certainly not that voice. He's also very emo. Like, if you, if you so really emo. listen, like, especially the first album, like every song is like it's basically like the rap version in 2019 of like a simple plan song like he just complains about like how lonely and sad he is yeah he's like the white drake pretty much well yes yes but even more dramatic like he's just i don't know and then he's kind of angry so i don't know for whatever reason it's good i'm all in because some of this stuff like i'm not a new rap guy like i don't i feel old when i when i'm like oh i don't like this music i like old rap at some point you're going to reach that in your life if you're listening to this podcast right now and you haven't reached that point you're going to reach it at some point it's going to make you feel weird but i truly do dislike like most rap now Mm -hmm. or even pop music in general well, so it's a little bit surprised to me that of how much I actually do like Postman. To your point about not understanding the youth, I've gotten to that point. So with my new role, I'm doing the, youth. di- the youths. I'm doing digital stuff, and I'm trying to learn about all of these new trends and things to maximize our content, which is really interesting. But then they're like, oh, this is what the kids are into. The kids are into JoJo Siwa, or the kids are into watching other kids unbox shit on Instagram. Like, <laughs> kids are into watching YouTube videos of other kids playing with rap paper or I'll never understand kids wanting to watch other kids play video games. I would I would pay you a thousand dollars to not make me do that. Are you kidding me? So I've gotten to that point where I'm just like, I don't understand any of these new bands that are happening. I don't understand any of the stuff kids are interested in. I officially feel old. Speaking of, yes, this is going to make me feel old and people are going to be like, this is three. What the hell happened? What the fuck is TikTok? Like, I have oh, no, I, I don't even get it. Don't even get me like, started I, on TikTok. How is it any different from Vine? It's like, not. I don't understand it is how it's Vine. Different. It's Vine. So, so like, what, 
why did Vine go away and all of a sudden TikTok is this new thing? It looks, it's exactly the same. So my friend Lux is the empress here in St. Louis of TikTok. She loves a TikTok and I don't get it either, but she was trying to explain it to me. We went to brunch and she was like, we have to do a TikTok. I was like, I'm not doing a TikTok. Like I'm not doing a TikTok. And she was like, please, please do it with me. And then our other girlfriend was there and she's like, I'm doing it. And I was like, I can't, I don't want to be the curmudgeon that ruins the day. But I also was like, I am not built for TikTok. Okay. So she was showing it to me. And basically it's like the dumbest shit you've ever seen, but then millions of people watch it. So it's like a four second video of people doing a dance or singing. And then everyone just replicates it. And you watch other people replicating it. Like, did you see the one of the girl crying, doing a dance to Mariah Carey's Obsessed With Me? Uh, is that the girl that, yeah, is that, wait, that's the girl, like, in her hallway? Yes. where she's like, that's the biggest yeah, one, I think. In, incredible video. Wait, so wait, I'm confused. People do a video, and then, and then the point is that people copy it? Yes, at least I think so. Well, you can do your own, like, but oftentimes seen, you'd copy. Because, like, I've also seen that, the one that's funny is where, like, it's that bong, 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 boom song with the cat, and there's, like, nine different screens. Have you seen that one? No, that's I haven't seen that That's pretty funny. I thought that one. That's a good one, but I don't know how you'd replicate that. But I'm literally looking at it, I'm like, they're like nine-second videos. Like, this is literally Vine. Like, Vine died so that TikTok can become a thing. Like, how does that make any sense? Yeah, I don't know why Vine died. Let me Google that really quickly. Cause I that- loved Vine. Vine was incredible. So if it's like Vine, I get it. Why did Vine die? Why did Vine? Let's see what we can come up with for the Google machine. It was a sad day. I was never even on Vine. Oh, wow. There's a whole breakdown. I had a, I had it. I didn't really post, but I like I love watching videos. There were stupid like, like there was. Whoa, I mean, I'm sorry. I Hold on. on what is this hot rod next to you? Oh, uh, is this some? So I'm in traffic right now. Uh, I don't even know where I am. Cross country, Hutchinson Parkway-ish area, and <laughs> so of course this fucking loser in like a motorcycle is like bobbing in and out of traffic, revving his engine. By the way, that's a side note. If you who like who what female is like turned on by some guy revving his engine. Like, I just do not understand <laughs> that at all. And like, what, no female like, I know, because to me, you're overcompensating for something, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Like, these dudes are like, oh, I'm popping a wheelie on the highway, or like, I'm going to just like, you know, rev my engine while I'm at a stoplight. Like, who's like, yo, I need to get that guy's number. Like, that dude is hot. Yeah. No one. Like, no I, one. I also don't know any girl that if they were dating a guy and he was like, oh, I rode here on my Kawasaki, that they'd be like, oh, I'm going to lock this down. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, put your Yamaha away and, like, get a real car. Anyway. Yeah, that was a good side note. But I I don't understand if it's a midlife crisis thing with the motorcycle or you just really like the elements and you don't want to be confined by a car. I don't really understand any of the appeal of driving a motorcycle. I don't either. I could not understand it less. So Vine, from what I'm understanding, Vine ended because it couldn't compete with Instagram and a lot of the Vine stars left Vine. And advertisers didn't love it as much as they did Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. Uh, Well, again, clearly there was a market and TikTok just replaced it now and now it's this new thing. All right, well, maybe I'll create a TikTok account just to see what the deal is about. Like, I won't make it public, but just to like, you know, it's like a soft launch for me and see if I'll start posting some stuff. But I can't see, I can't really see me being into that. I can't see you even doing a soft launch on TikTok. But if you do, it should be you and Maddie on Halloween. Yeah, okay, fair. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll do some research, see what we can do, see if I can blow up on TikTok. We're going to talk about your new gig here in a second. But what if that's what really launches you, Steve, is that you become a TikTok star? So, yeah, I prefaced earlier, like, why it was so surprising that I like Halloween because I'm, like, kind of like a negative person. Not a negative person. I just, like, think a lot of things suck. And I think a lot of these people that are on all these social media platforms that are quote unquote like Instagram famous or like, especially like you were talking about the YouTube people that just like post like random shit that they're doing. None of those people are funny. None. Like, like, I, there's like this, there's like this one girl who I, I, I stumbled upon. Um, she just like talks in this like really annoying, obnoxious voice about like life and stuff. And like she gets millions of people viewing. She's probably a millionaire. I bet she makes a ton of money. I'm like, who is watching this stuff? Like, how am I that out of touch right now? That's what I don't think is interesting about TikTok is I don't think those people are funny. I don't think the TikToks are funny. 
think kids are just bored. I mean, I don't know. What did, what did I do when I was bored? I guess I played a lot of video games. I also played sports, so that's fun. But yeah, I was going to say, I, I would know. go ride my bike or something. But I watched TV. Yeah. I mean, I certainly watched movies and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. We're just, you know, we're getting old, Michelle. I don't know. That's all I can say. Well, have you heard about mukbang? Do you know what that is? The thing on YouTube, my girlfriend was telling me about it last night. She was like, you should do a mukbang. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Mukbang? It's these YouTube videos of people just eating a shit ton of food. Sounds like something that should be on, like, Urban Dictionary, but, yeah. Interesting. It's um, literally no, watching not, strangers eat heard. huge amounts of food. It's so stupid. Yeah, people are so bored. My God. Okay. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. We're officially old. Okay, well, Steve, we've referenced your new gig a million times, so uh, people ask me all the time. People are mad, by the way, that it's no longer us BSing all the time, and every time they come at me, I say, hey, I understand, but Steve's got a new gig, you know? All good things have to come to an end. I understand you're angry, but it's for a good reason. So please tell the people what you've been up to. Well, first of all, I am also upset about it. Like, I do, because, you know, what I, I'll explain what I do now, and then I'll explain why I missed what we did before. I left ESPN. I was given the opportunity through Entercom and Radio.com to basically co-host a daily NBA show with former NBA player Brian Scalabrini, a.k.a. the White Mamba. <laughs> so he and I, he and I talk, like, we've, you know, we've had, our show's been about a month old. Um, every day from 11 to 1 Eastern, uh, we just talk hoops for like two hours, and we got a bunch of good guests. We've got Kendrick Perkins as a regular, uh, Rick Buecher, Karam Butler, former Suns GM Ryan McDonough. So we've got a bunch of guys that come on, and we just honestly we just talk about dumb NBA topics and the stuff that happened the night before. Um, so it's really fun. It's really good, and it was like something I felt like I had to do because I'm you know me, I love the NBA, and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's funny like working at you know working at ESPN, it kind of you get kind of jaded towards stuff, especially being a, like a really hardcore sports man. I sort of found that, especially with football for me. Like, I didn't really like football as much as I maybe used to like football, but I've always loved the NBA. So this was an opportunity for me to sort of just do that and concentrate on that and do it with Scal, with Scal who's just an awesome dude. So yeah, so I've been doing that for a while. It's fun. You can find us. So basically, you can find us by, uh, the show is made into a daily podcast. You can find that everywhere. It's called Scal and Pals. But you can also watch us live, audio and video, every day on the Radio.com app or the Radio.com website. So that's where you can find us, and it's been really fun. It's been like it's been really cool. It's one of those things where like we've done on-air stuff before. We you know we we did this pod, and whether or not I was on with Will or on with Ryan, this is sort of like me hosting a show, which mm-hmm. has been a weird transition because like you always sort of took the reins on that, rightfully so, because you're the best of it. You know, you're way better than than either Freeze Pops or I was. You actually had experience doing that. So that, to me, has been, like, the hardest part. Like, the talking about stuff and content and ideas and stuff like that isn't hard. But, I, it's like, the first two weeks of the show, I was, and you know me, I'm, like, hard on myself. But I was like, dude, I suck so bad at hosting. Like, in and out of breaks, it was terrible. So I feel better now. It's all about doing, it's all about reps and just doing it over and over again. So we've, we've gotten into a nice, a nice rhythm. And, uh, and, and, like I said, Scal is a really, really good dude. But I, I do miss, I really do miss the show because... Chemistry is an interesting thing. We have it, like, just very naturally, and we can... We, what have we even talked about this entire... What have we been on for, like, 20, 30 minutes? Like, we've talked about absolutely nothing. Nothing. But, like, it's good. It's entertaining, and, like, that's good, and it's hard to do that. And and uh, so that's kind of what I miss about it, because this is, like, a strictly, like, you know, it's a hardcore sports show, where it's, like... You know, I've had, like, things come up in life where I'm like, oh, that would have been a good topic for small talk. This would have been good for small talk. So I do I do miss it, but I'm glad that I'm able to make the guest appearance on the show. And whenever you want me, I'll hop on. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're the best. And you're the guest of honor. I was telling people, I'm like, I've been trying to nail a time down with Saruti. And they were like, no way. When is it? you got to text me when he's coming on. I'm like, Steve is the marquee guest. I mean, I have a Cardinals player on, and they're like, meh. And then I'm like, Saruti's coming on. And they're like, no way. When? <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, I do miss it. I, I appreciate everyone that really loved it because we did too. Like, we really did love it. It was fun. It was. Not, it was. Like, we were just pleasantly surprised at how many people were actually interested to hear about us talk about literally nothing. Nothing, so, I know. Um, so, so it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's good to talk to you. And um, like I said, I'll, like whenever you need me, let hit me up. I'll be around. I'm not, I promise I won't big time you. Okay, good. Yeah, I feel like Joe Tess. Like, Saruti is back, folks. Saruti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey Tess, my man. Okay, well, speaking of, we haven't talked. I mean, we've texted here and there, but we haven't really talked in like a month. And I have a whole list that I've been keeping in my notes of certain things that have happened. Like you said, this would be good for small talk that I'm like, I need to just save all of this until I have Saruti on the line and we can 
run through it because I have a couple things that I need your opinion on or for you to just react to, okay? Good. All right, let's go. Well, since we've last talked, just like the St. Louis Blues with the Stanley Cup final run, the Cardinals got in the playoffs, went on this unbelievable run, and now they're out of the playoffs. But I wanted to convince you, even though I know you're a huge Nationals guy, to be on the Cardinals bandwagon. Um, got an attitude, Michelle. I can't. I am Mr. Natitude. I am all about this run. I couldn't name you four players on the team, but I'm all in. And I haven't watched a second of Nationals baseball in probably a decade. But so I can't. No, my allegiances are my allegiances are with the Nats, Michelle. I can't. I can't be jumping ship like this, especially when they're playing in the playoffs. That's 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 lame. I thought you were a huge Giants guy. Uh, yeah, you know, big Giants guy too. Giants are a secondary <laughs> one for me, though. Definitely attitude first and foremost. Let's go. What? What? First off, we're recording this on. This is a, a Thursday. Yep. I know that. I know they won. I think last night, right? It was like ten two or something. Look at you, huge Nationals guy. What's the series at? Is it? Are they up two zero? Yes. Look at me. See, look at whoever said I wasn't an invested Nats fan. Let's go. I mean, I think only you've said that. And it was twelve. Yeah, it was twelve to three, by the way. The score last night. Okay. okay. <laughs> I didn't want to correct you, but yeah, it was twelve to three. You're close right. enough. But yeah, I okay. mean, exactly. the Nationals. I mean, imagine if we were doing the podcast with me as a big Cardinals person and you as a Nationals person. We could have really had some good content there. We could have. I wouldn't have known anything. I would have just faked being a fan. But yes, we could have. We could have done that. We could. But I, I feel bad rooting against you because that's why. Like I was all. I was LGB all the way. I don't have a hockey team, so I can care less. So I was all about the Blues, even though I wasn't going to watch one game. I do stand for St. Louis occasionally, yes. but not my allegiance. My allegiances are with the Nats. Come on. I wrote down one day just in case because I didn't know when we were going to do this, and I thought it might be when the Cardinals were playing the Nationals. And I was going to write down three questions about the Nationals and give you multiple choice answers and see how many you get right. <laughs> I mean, you could ask me. Uh, a ton, I, you could ask me a million questions, and I—I I mean, other than like Max Scherzer, I couldn't tell you who. I, I mean, I, I know Bryce Harper's on the team anymore. That's about all there I know. I don't know who the manager is. I couldn't name you another pitcher, another outfield player. Um, that's a, I, that's literally all I know is Max Scherzer and his two different colored eyes. And he's from St. Louis, Max Scherzer. So you're actually standing oh, yeah. for St. Okay. Louis by cheering. Like I'm cheering right. for the Nationals now. I feel like there's always like this radar that goes off. Like when anyone is from St. Louis, like Michelle immediately knows and, has, and brings it up. Like that's why you love Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. who, by the way, hasn't been super great for the last year plus. I know. Just saying. I know. Um, he's aware of it too. Listen to his comments. Bradley Beal, St. That's Louis, right. big right. money. What's up? So I feel like I know by proxy all these random people that are from St. Louis. So shout out to John Hamm. Well, that's how I got my nickname, Midwest Michelle, because anytime we would say anything, I'd be like, ooh, from St. Louis, great St. Louis. And you guys were like, what? We do not just have a, a Rolodex of people that are from Connecticut or Rhode Island or wherever. Yeah, but then you asked me all these people from Connecticut, and I was like, oh, John Mayer. Oh, like, you know, the lead singer from Weezer. Like, all these random James people. James Vanderbeek. Yeah, I remember when we found that out, I was like, wow, of course that's why Saruti likes him so much and because he's awesome. Right. Yeah, I mean, he's literally from Cheshire, like the town next to where I grew up from. Actually, he, Cheshire and my and my town, Southington, are big rivals. So technically, I don't know if I should like him as much as I do, but everybody loves Vanderbeek. He's a man. Okay, another thing in the sports world that happened is Illinois upset Wisconsin. How pumped were you when you saw that? I was not pumped. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I was conflicted because... Back in the day, like I had a connection to Illinois because I used to love those basketball teams with Aaron Williams and Luther Head. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Luther Head. Yeah, and uh, we oh. had like a D Brown, D Brown, Raj um, Powell. You had Aug- James Augustine on that team. Augustine, yeah, I had nothing against Illinois, the Illini, like whatever. But I, you know, that I want to be like an adopted son. Of I know, Wisconsin. I know, I know. I shouldn't and, have said you were pumped, and, but just that we would have had yeah. something to talk about. Very conflicted there, um, especially because I knew another guy, Big Cavs, a Wisconsin guy. All the Wisconsin people were very upset because they had, you know, they had a good team and they ended up losing to the Illini, which, like, correct me. By the way, Lovey Smith's beard is incredible. That's right. the only thing that's really great about him these days. I wouldn't say he's a great coach anymore, although I guess Yakov, Wisconsin, good for you. Right. But his beard is incredible. So it's funny, like, I grew up a Miami Hurricanes fan, but now I kind of hate them for a number of different reasons. And I'm not a big college football guy, but I kind of was like, okay, well, I, I, I don't know. Can I pick another team? Who do I like? And I, I kind of feel like 
I wanted to be Wisconsin, but then I never actually get invested. So I wasn't really that hurt by it. So listen, I was happy for you and the Illini. I know you've been on some hard times, so I'm sure it was pretty good to get a nice win. Steve, it was the first time Illinois had a win against a ranked Big Ten team since 2007. It's been a long road, my man. Okay. That was just, was that Juice Williams? Yeah, that was uh, when they beat Ohio State, number one Ohio State. Yep. I was there, there and go. I'll never forget the team came back and we met them, my friends and I, at a bar. And a huge lineman that I was friends with like picked me up and threw me over his shoulder and was like, we're getting shots. And I was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> it was an awesome That's night. Awesome. So you've fallen on hard times. So I was ha- So yes, I take that back. I am happy for you. It's okay that my Badgers lost. I, As long as I can go back to, to Madison in the future, saying that i'm okay with the illini winning there so i'm good i'm happy for you and all the illini out there you know what we need to do because that was illinois homecoming so it was at illinois we should win yeah i know right when illinois plays wisconsin at wisconsin you and maddie we should get a crew and go to madison you never have to ask me twice to go to madison (laughs) (laughs) i will be there we will be at wando's drinking a fishbowl hanging out uh you know doing our thing so i uh, listen i've i it's funny i've told so many people like my buddy mike he studied abroad in australia right Mm -hmm. and when he came back he was like the worst fucking guy he would just everything he talked about was australia like the answer to every question he had was australia like it was like cool dude we get it like he studied abroad in australia like nobody else fucking cares that's (laughs) probably how people feel about when i came back from madison like it's the same exact thing (laughs) yeah you really really loved it i was for someone who's so jaded and hates as you've mentioned everything your immediate love for for madison was kind of disconcerting to me i thought at first like is it kidding but you really genuinely loved it i love the fall i love when the weather sort of starts to turn you know i like layers when it comes to clothing Mm -hmm. and it was just like the perfect time of year it was like october we were on the lake college town going out like it was it was honestly like fucking magical so maybe my, my expectation i've probably talked it up way too much but it was there were a lot of factors that like that hit all the things that i like in yeah. places and things and madison literally was like 10 for 10 but that makes me think that you would have really loved my college experience because champagne is really similar to madison except it's not on the lake and kind of the construction of the college town is a little different but it's the same type of people just like good down-home Midwestern people. Everybody's drinking all the time. It gets really beautiful in the fall. There's that football environment, even though it's not as good as Wisconsin's, except for last weekend, what's up? But it was a great, great, great place to go to college. So, you know, obviously I grew up in the Northeast and we just don't really have, I mean, like UConn's not that way. And I didn't, I didn't really want to go to UConn for a number of different reasons, but UConn is a cool school, but it's not really that way. Stores is in the middle of nowhere, Connecticut. Um, and most people think Connecticut is in the middle of nowhere. Trust me, if you go to stores, you can find the middle of nowhere. It's there. Um, but, yeah, it's a cool. Like, it, it's the same way. Like, I remember, I haven't been, but I know a lot of people like Happy Valley uh, with Penn State. But I get kind of weirded out by, like, how, how absolutely in the middle of nowhere Happy Valley is. Like, yeah. I don't want to be in, I don't want to be in the middle of nowhere. So sometimes I feel like those college towns that are not around anything freak me out. So I could have never been a Penn State person. But... Like you got like how far Champaign's close to Chicago, right? Madison's close to Milwaukee. Like there, those those cities aren't in the middle of nowhere. So that's why I think I would like them more than the, your traditional like you know random college town that has nothing else around it. Oh yeah, Champaign is two and a half hours from St. Louis, two and a half hours from Chicago. It's right in the dead center. So for exchanges with fraternities and sororities, like one time we took a bus trip and we drank the whole way and we went to a Bulls game. Um, the, oh, yeah. The way up was super fun. The way back, super sloppy. Uh, we did the same thing down oh, to St. Uh, Louis for a Cardinals game once. It's It was really fun. And it was easy for me to go home on the weekend if I wanted to, but also far enough away that it did not feel like home. It was, honestly, it was perfect. Yeah, we don't have, like, in the Northeast, like, we don't have the, specifically football, um, you know, basketball, yes, back in the, the, the heyday of the Big East, but... Like, it's just different. Like, you know, like, I know, I have two cousins that, um, they went, they, they left. They were like, we're going to the SEC. Cause I think kids now, like, because of football and all that stuff, like, they, no matter where you are, they want to be, they want to go to SEC schools. Like, my cousin Madison goes to Auburn and my cousin Julia goes to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, all about that, like, SEC lifestyle, like, the campuses and stuff like that. Cause you really can't get that in the Northeast. So anytime we've made trips, and, like, I don't even think it's just the SEC. Like, I think Madison has that. I'm sure Champaign has that. Like, we always loved our trips to LSU. Oh, yeah. Um, Tallahassee. 
Tallahassee was a little bit different. I don't know. Like, I love Danny, but I don't know if I'd want to spend a ton of time in Tallahassee. Same. But, um, yeah, I know. Other than the drive there. But, uh, but like, I think that it's, it's, it's something that, like, you don't really get in the Northeast. So it is interesting. Because I went to, I mean, I, you know, I went to Quinnipiac. And that's like a small liberal arts school in like basically just outside of New Haven, like next to Yale. And like I like I, I loved everything about going to that school for a million different reasons. But we didn't have like the party crazy atmosphere or the, or the sports that like obviously you had or something like that. And uh, that is one thing I did sort of miss in my college experience. OK, the next thing I wrote down, Steve, and you're the only person that I could really talk to about this because you knew me in Connecticut. You knew me at ESPN. So I have a new desk with my new job and it's kind of in like um, I don't want to call it a pit area but there is five or six people that have desks over there and everyone's desk is really decorated okay they have tchotchkes and they have photos of their family and stuff like that and I literally have my laptop and this light that I need to shoot videos and my coffee cup and a notepad and everyone's like what is the deal you've got to decorate your desk and I'm like I don't know when I was at ESPN I didn't decorate my desk either I literally had my laptop I think a pen and paper and then I had a desktop and then someone put the Illinois helmet on the top of my desk but everyone at ESPN remember had bobbleheads and all sorts of books and sports memorabilia at their desks and then I just thought to myself am I the weirdo that doesn't want to decorate my desk at work but to me it just seems like so much work and then crap that you have to lug out if you ever leave or move desks Okay. Wow. There's so many good things I have on this. One, <laughs> I my desk at ESPN was literally just a storage center. Like, yeah, I it was. I, I You're was, right. I was never there. It was like random shit that I got. There were a lot of books. There were a lot of shirts, things that I didn't want that I would just put there because I didn't have any other place to put them. I get weirded out by people that get too intense about, you know, decorating their desk. Like, I... I also like I didn't have any I was like I don't know I don't want to be like sound like a like a dick but like I had like work to do like I don't know like I didn't I was never really at my desk doing things I know some people there you know different people do different things a lot of people some people spend a lot of time at the desk I never I never needed to spend any time at my desk so I wasn't going to go ahead and decorate it and when I left ESPN I had like legitimately like three or four boxes of like T-shirts, bobbleheads, like you said, books, jerseys, whatever, shit that I didn't want because it was clearly at my desk and I had nothing else to do with it, mm-hmm. that I had to, like, clear out. And I ended up just, like, leaving in the break room. So there were, like, <laughs> SBT and Rosillo shirts, which actually ended up being kind of cool. They're, like, vintage from, like, you know, 2014. Yeah, why do you take that I those? Had my I gave them away. I just gave them away to, like, some of the other PAs there that were fired up about it. That was so, nice, Steve. Because I didn't want any of that stuff. But that's well, a collector's yeah, item. Like, no, I have I have enough stuff already. I don't know. I, I, I didn't need all I, I didn't need all that stuff. And like you know, Ryan, you know, he took it once he left, and he took everything that he wanted. There was nothing there of any real value. It would just be like you know, I don't know. It, I think we had like a Van Pelt Hornets jersey that the Hornets sent. There was it was like a cluster of just like random shit. So for me. Uh, you know, my desk would have nothing added if I didn't actually get all this random stuff. And obviously, I would decorate like at my house and whatever and things like that. But I'm not a big desk decorator because I just I don't know. I just it, it, the people that have like all it, it reminds me of like what, what's the um, what the hell is the office space? What's the what's the flare? Oh, flare! Yeah, yeah. You don't you have to wear ten pieces like, of flare. Yeah, like that's what it reminds me of. Like, oh, I need to have all this flare up to like prove that. Well, I don't know. It's, just, it's a weird thing. So I, I'm not. I don't think you're weird at all by not wanting to do that. I'm so glad because people have been bugging me about it, and I just thought to myself, um, what would I even bring in to put at my desk? Now, I mean, like I said, unless you get some free stuff that you don't want to bring home, you know, that you just put up on a pin board, maybe it, maybe it's just a picture of your parents. Although I didn't even have that, or you know, <laughs> things like that. I don't know. Like the bare minimum, but like I don't know. More than that, like first off, if it's too cluttered, too, like how you get any work done? So right. I, I'm not a. I don't think you're. I don't think that's weird at all, honestly. In fact, if anything, it makes you more productive because you're not distracted. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Up. Like I'm coming in to sit at this desk and to work, so I should keep yeah. it a work space. But I understand other people yeah, like, like to have stuff. You can look at a picture of your family and it might keep you motivated. Like, what am I going to do? Frame a picture of my dog and be like, well, I'm really going to bang out this video for Louie. No, I'm not going to do that. And then there's the people that like, it's like their desk is like a dorm room where they've yes. got like empty, empty food containers and like old clothes that are like need to be washed and like just random shit too. Where it's just like, oh my God, like clean, clean it up. So no, no, you should never, you should never let your desk get out of control like that. And also to your point then, Half the stuff that I would put in there, I don't want it. 
So what am I going to do with it yep. afterwards? Give it to Goodwill? Yep. Some of the stuff you had was cool and PAs would want it. I feel like no one would want the stuff that I, I have at my desk. Get some ESPN St. Louis hats. Get some, get some swag out there. I mean, I cleaned out my dresser a couple months ago, and I had all this cool ESPN stuff. I just have too much stuff. I love it, but I don't need to keep it. And I gave it away on my Instagram story. I was like, who wants this? I'll mail it to you. This was funny, though, too. I put this on my Instagram story when I was leaving, too, because I was, like, cleaning out stuff. And I did find the note that you left <laughs> that was, like, what was it? It was, like, Beyonce greater than... <laughs> Rihanna, like, you know, Smallman. And I was like, okay, that's hilarious. I remember when you left that. And then I also found this, like, random Lord of the Rings, like, Enya CD that I had. <laughs> um, that I don't even, I got it because my father-in-law, Barry, he was like, he worked at ESPN. Uh, he has since retired. But he, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how he got it. But, like, there's, like, this, this CD library or something, like, at ESPN. And he knew I liked Lord of the Rings, so he gave me this CD. Um, of like random Enya songs from like Two Towers, which honestly, like I'm, I'm not gonna sit here. I've listened to it. Just, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you <laughs> liked it. <laughs> but I didn't. But I didn't really know what to do with it. So I think I just ended up putting it in my bag, and now it's just somewhere at my house. Amazing. Uh, I want to hear those Enya tracks. Those Lord oh, of the Rings. Does it slap? <laughs> It does slap. That's a good, exactly. It slaps. It's good stuff. It brings me back to 2002. So you bring up Rihanna, and she's on the list because I have a confession to make. Uh oh, here we go. I watched the Rihanna fashion show documentary, and honestly, Steve, it was amazing. I have no idea what this is. I didn't even know it existed. Um, what, like, what is what is her fashion? Like, she ran a fashion show. She was in a fashion show. Like, what what was it? Okay, well, you should know this because you are, you know, a Rihanna stan. Hang on one second. Well, Let me get I the like title. Music. I don't like. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like when these celebrities like try to go off and do a million different things, like, no, nah, I just kind of liked you for the reason that you were a celebrity. Like, I don't also want to buy like your your line of cutlery. <laughs> Yeah, Chrissy Teigen, I don't need your bowls from Target, even though I bought them. Of course you did. Yep, that's not the Well, not because I'm yep. a huge Chrissy Teigen fan. If Okay, if we're being honest, here's why I bought them. I needed new bowls, and I was at Target, and I saw her Cravings collection, and this bowl that she has is a super wide, super deep bowl. So it's not your standard. Like, like a um, bowl. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it's not your standard I'm going to put cereal in it bowl. It's good for if you make a grain bowl or something like that. So I've been really into throwing in some quinoa, throwing in some chicken, maybe some feta, some uh-huh. cucumber, some tomato, yep. whatever. And mixing it up. And you can't really do that with the way that the other bowls go kind of up and down. This is more wide based. Kind of like if you were doing a squat. Not a traditional squat, but when you <laughs> tilt your knees out, you know, and it's like... Yeah, like a wide squat. Like yeah, a wide squat. That, yeah. So this this bowl so, is like the wide squat of bowls and you can really pack more in. So that's why I bought no, it. I get that. I get that because honestly, I this is gonna, I'm, I'm going to sound super domesticated, but... Uh, when, you know, you do your, you know, once you do your wedding registry, you get like all this stuff, right? You get like, you know, you go to Crate and Barrel or you go to whatever and, you know, you put this, you get to pick out basically like the, the stuff you want. People buy it for you. And I have learned the importance of great, of having great bowls and great, like, you know, utensils mm-hmm. through this process because I, I, we, Maddie and I, we love the stuff that we picked out. And I was like, you know, schlopping through life, like not really giving a shit about what my bowl and cutlery was. I was probably using the wrong things. Like, and like, you're hundred percent right. A good, like solid, deep, wide bowl mm-hmm. selection for, is, is so useful, whether it's like salads or even cereals or yes. yeah, like, like rice bowls, whatever. Soup. And I didn't really, I hit soups exactly. And like, I didn't really understand that fully until I got married. So I, a, a domesticated version of me has come out and now I fully understand where you're coming from because a good bowl, a good, like a good plate. You know, a good, like, your good utensil set, like, that is very important. Oh, a sharp knife? If you have a knife that you can chop with, it changes the game. I mean, you move so quickly through the cooking process. It's unbelievable. Yep. We got one of those fancy knives from one of our friends on the the registry. That thing is, like, it changed my eye. It's like I had been trying to cut tomatoes with a rock for, like, 25 (laughs) years of my life. Like a butter knife? (laughs) Yeah. And now you basically get, like, a real knife. You're like, holy shit, this is how, like, I feel fancy as fuck right now. This is amazing. Yeah, you're like, who am I, David Chang? 
<laughs> exactly. So yeah, I, it, it, it is a hundred. For those of you that don't understand, you will someday understand the importance of a good bowl. Go get those Christy Teigen bowls. No lie, it's something you didn't know you needed. I should. I'll put a po- yep. f- picture of it on my Instagram story at M Smallman. I just. I was walking by. And I was like, damn, that's a big ass bowl. And then I bought it. Another, another side note. Does everyone have a, a line of something at Target? Yes. Like what? I feel like everyone. Like, how many? Like when do I get to have that? Like I want like I want my own line of I don't know like athletic wear at at Target. Like I feel like everyone once you make it big like you get a lot like Martha. I don't even know where Martha Stewart is. Martha Stewart, Chrissy Teigen. Like everyone either has a book deal or a Target deal, and they're selling like the most random shit just by putting their name on it. So shout out to them. Uh, I feel like now that you are a certified NBA host, we need a line of basketball shorts at Target. Saruti Target collab. We need it. Yep. The shorter, the better. That's a, that, that, that would be my strategy. I'm a short shorts guy now. Now? For real? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I would say like for the last few years, like, but I, I, so, you know, growing up, like you, you and I are like, you know, pretty much similar age, like growing up, like dudes wore baggy shorts, like shorts below the knee. Like basketball shorts like were the always Fab below five, the knee. Right? Yup, everything was yeah, everything was long and baggy, and, and it slowly sort of crept up to like short shorts to the point where now like basketball shorts for me aren't even short enough. Like I need soccer shorts. I wear soccer shorts because they're like not they're just they're just a bit lower than like mid thigh, which I need because one I have skinny legs, and two I'm also like not super tall. So I, a good short short for me is like a little bit lower than mid thigh, and it is absolutely perfect. So I will. I'm gonna start a target line of mid to you know midish thigh shorts for dudes that are looking to be more stylish. It kind of sounds like you, you just want to wear a speedo, Steve. <laughs> no, no, not a speedo, not a speedo. I've had this conversation with Will before. I'm not a speedo guy, but like when I'm at the beach. My shorts are short. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you know they are very short. I very much subscribe to Skies Out, Thighs Out. Skies Out, Thighs Out. I'm into it. Well, you would be into Rihanna's lingerie because the documentary was about her lingerie line, which is called Fenty, and it was the Fenty Savage fashion show, but it was all about how she made it and about the artists. It's all sorts of rappers that perform. I mean, Fat Joe was there. Everybody was there performing. Huh. Halsey was Joey there. Crack. Yeah, Joy Crack was there. It was so great. So it was from basically her conception of what it was going to look like to the construction of the stage. And it was a full concert. It was, I'm talking the models were also dancers. It was two different beats. You saw all these different looks and then boom, here's Halsey rapping oh my god here's these girls doing this cha-cha lingerie thing and like boom there's Migos dancing in some water it was unbelievable you have to watch it it was really really good yeah it was a spectacle I'm I'm not not gonna lie to you I'm not gonna watch it (laughs) I'm just not gonna watch it I, you know me. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, when you're like, hey, are you going to come and do this? I'm like, I'm going to be honest. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to be I'm going to be from up front with you. Like, I'm not interested in watching a fashion show, Rihanna. Even if it's lingerie, not interested. Not going to be interested in it. But shout out to Rihanna because she is my girl. <laughs> well, maybe if Maddie watches and tells you how good it is. Because it's really just a concert and hot girls walking around. Yeah. But body inclusive. Yeah. Very body inclusive. Rihanna oh, good, appreciates yeah. the thick girls. Yeah, now she—I mean, she is thick now. I don't even. And she like, owns it. You look at a, you look at a Rihanna. I don't. I want to know, like, how does one become thick? Like, did that didn't that used to just be like you just got fat, right? I, like now it's like it's different. No, there's like, a she, difference it, between thick and fat. Well, a huge difference. Okay, uh, and you're 100 percent right. I just like, I guess I don't really know how to describe the process. Like, how did Rihanna get from? Because when Rihanna became, or when she came, you know, you know, when her first, what was her first song? Owned a replay. Yeah. Like she was. She was small. I mean, she was tiny. Well, she was also like and 15 now, or something. Okay. Yes, very true. But She was a child. Like, I feel like she, there had to be, there has to be like some PEDs involved here to like, to get thick, but still look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I had like to, you don't just go, you don't just like eat cheeseburgers every day. Like that's, that's not going to work. Like how do you, is it a keto thing? I don't even know how you do it, but how do you become like more thick? So if I had to deduce, I would think just consistent snacking. <laughs> so it's basically just like living your best life. Yeah. I mean, I imagine you get thick by eating a lot of chips. But you don't want to be like, oh my God, oh, hot rod again. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yes. This is this dude. Yes. This what is amazing. A tool. He is. Let me get, can you guess what car he's in? 
Ooh. Uh, Mitsubishi Sunfire. Pretty solid. No, that's a Pontiac Sunfire, right? No, Mitsubishi Eclipse would have been a good guess. Yeah, that's what I meant. That that would have been an amazing guess. It is not. It is like a, I don't know. It's a, it's a Subaru of some kind, but it's like souped up, and the guy probably thinks he's super cool. Hold on. Somebody souped up a Subaru. I'm gonna here. I'm gonna cut him off right now. I'm gonna cut him off. (laughs) Yep, I'm cutting him off because he's stuck. Yeah, no, people soup up Subarus all the time. I just cut this guy out. That's hilarious. That must be a Northeast thing. I have never seen anyone soup up a Subaru in my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The thing is, too, it's like like an early 2000s Subaru. There's one thing I've never understood is... Like, why do people soup up shitty cars? Like, why don't why not just buy a better car? Like, why do you spend all this money on a terrible car? Like, why is your like '94 Accord have <laughs> rims and, and neons on it? Like, why don't you just buy like a new Accord instead of spending all this stupid money on tints, neons, and rims on a car that looks like it should have been like put out of its misery 20 years ago? Yeah, bro. Like, I don't understand. Instead of putting the starlights inside your Subaru, maybe maybe buy something else. Yeah, maybe upgrade to like you know the new the new Honda Elantra or whatever. Like you're an adult, like stop. Weird. But this guy is right behind me right now, which is hilarious. I don't think he's mad at me, but he's just behind me. I can't. Or in traffic it doesn't really matter. He's not going anywhere. I can't believe that someone would soup up a Subaru. Imagine if one of your friends did that. I would be like, can we be friends anymore? Well, I didn't even know who you are. I think he listens to this podcast, um, and if not, I'll tell him to listen. He has listened to Small Talk in the past, so I have to listen to it. My friend Jeremy used to have he used to have a souped up Hyundai Tiburon, <laughs> which is like a two door, like kind of wannabe, wannabe like cool car. Yeah, and it was a red Hyundai Tiburon. He had neons in the back that I don't think were street legal. Mm. I think he had rims. He of course remember when people had systems? Like how oh. stupid was that? Yeah, you would put the speakers in your trunk. <laughs> Yeah, it was incre- like it was incredibly stupid because like I, like it was just all you heard was the bass and you couldn't hear anything else and it sucked. Right. And it was like thousands of dollars to put this in the back of your car. But yeah, so he had a souped up red Tiburon, neons, he had a system, he had rims, he had everything, tints on this stuff on a car that was like kind of a shitty car. But like that was 2004. So 2004 was a weird time. Yeah, I was also wearing a lot of juicy jumpsuits at that time. So who am I to judge? Oh my God, yeah, no, nah, pictures of me. I, I like to say that I found style, like, my, I found style somewhere, like, mid to late college, but, like, my high school years to early college, like, I was like, what? I thought I looked cool, too, but, like, I felt like I was, like, trying to be Jamiroquai, maybe is the best way to describe that. <laughs> Do you have a bucket hat? <laughs> Not a bucket hat, but just, like, I don't know, like, weird, like, big, like, oversized jeans for some reason. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't, I didn't, like I don't know what anyone thought they were thinking. So I don't know. Listen, in like in like twenty years, I'll look back and be like, why the hell was I wearing skinny jeans today? So who knows? Yeah, you're right. But we were actually a girlfriend and I were just talking about this because we were looking at photos from us early college years and. I didn't have these jeans because I was afraid and it's not my style. But I remember one time in high school, I tried to leave the house in a halter top and my dad was like, nope, turn it right around. And I was like, okay. So I'd be afraid to wear these jeans. None of that. None of that. But do you remember the girls would wear jeans, the Paris Hilton jeans that were slung below your hip bone? It was basically like if you coughed, you're going to expose yourself to everyone. Yes. If I see a girl now wearing, like, what do they call Like, what, like, low rise? Are they low rise? I don't even know. They're, yeah, they're like yeah, below low the rise. hip situation. Yeah, yeah, low, if low I rise. See, if I see a girl wearing those now, like, I'm uncomfortable. It's <laughs> disgusting. Okay. I can't believe that. And do you remember the same people that, like, those same jeans they came without pockets in the back? So it was, like, literally just denim and butt. That was it. Like, there was no pocket. And they, like, looking back, I'm like, that was, that was the worst style decision of all time. Like, why? Remember some girls would let their thongs hang out and they called it a whale yeah. tail? Oh, yeah. Walking down the hallway, like, in high school. And, no. Oh, my God. Like, it was a... Oh girls my would God, wear yeah. their thongs I mean, out in high... I mean, I went to Catholic school. We had a uniform, so I don't know about these style oh choices. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, Michelle, come on. Public school. Let's go. Like, things got weird. Even in, even in like, you know, rural, you know, uh, Connecticut, things got a little bit weird. Like, there were a lot of wannabe thoughts and... and, uh, and wow. There were thoughts before they knew what thoughts were at the time. And, you know, the teachers would be like, oh, do you know, cover it up or play your... I'm constantly pulling the shirt down or pulling the pants up, but it didn't matter. It was, it was just a thing. But, Yes, I always found that really uncomfortable too. I don't understand like how that would be a thing that you would want. It was in Superbad too. Like remember in Superbad, yeah. like the redheaded shit. That like that was because Superbad was like literally basically like us in high school. Like that's what people looked like and dressed like. And For sure. Weird. 
and uh, and yeah, that girl. Like if you if you if you don't know what we're talking about, and you're too young. Go back and watch Superbad. The redheaded girl that hooks up with McLovin. <laughs> she is dressing exactly like I'm describing right now. Uh, the hard dude just passed me. Now he's, he's making moves. Yeah, was he listening to Empire yeah. of the Sun, walking on a dream? Probably. I, might, I mean, Jesus Christ, what a disaster. I don't know. Anyway, but yes, denim, denim choice, weird, uh, weird clothing choices. Really, how do we even get here? I don't even I know. Don't know. How we got I, here. Steve, I never know how we get here. How we, how we got? Yeah. Oh, Rihanna lingerie to teenage thotting. That's how we got here. All right. One of the most daunting tasks of planning any kind of get together is the bar. We've all done it. You go to the store, you just start piling things into your cart, beer, wine, booze, whatever you can find. You're literally guessing at what and how much to get. So wouldn't it be nice if you could just pick up the phone and call someone, have them take care of it for you. And that's exactly what Liquid Spirits new DIY service does. St. Louis's premier beverage catering service now offers DIY packages. So not only will they take your guest count and create a great supply of your favorite beverages, they can even deliver it to you and it's chilled. How about that? They're going to literally take care of everything for you. So your party's going to be awesome. You're going to look great and pull together and you didn't have to do anything. Minimal effort. So the next time you're planning an event, give the professionals at Liquid Spirits a call. 314-347-7297 or just visit them on Facebook and Instagram at Liquid Spirits STL. Okay, so full transparency, we had so much to catch up on that Steve and I talked for over two hours. So we decided what we're going to do is we're going to cut it in half. What you just heard was part one with Saruti, and we have a part two with Saruti. It's going to drop later this week, so keep an eye out for that. So we're not going to do any reviews to tag this podcast because we're going to run through a bunch of reviews on part two. We're going to run through them with Saruti. We read all of your angry, we miss Saruti, we miss the post show pod reviews and that's a treat let me tell you but if you haven't already you know the call to action please head to apple Podcasts, subscribe to small talk rate it preferably five stars and leave a review thank you so much for listening we'll be back in action in a few days with more from saruti thanks for listening to small talk subscribe on apple Podcasts or the podcast one app